I hear feedback from well-meaning, harried employees that sounds like this. Quote, my boss doesn't care about fixing disagreements between employees around here. Quote, my boss is at the root of all of the problems around here. Quote, my boss has never shown an interest in making any of the changes to culture that you're talking about making in this workshop. Quote, my boss is never going to come to any of these workshops, even though he's got to be the one to hear this stuff. Quote, this is all great information, and it would be better if my boss were here to hear it. Or, my personal favorite, my boss will never let me do any of the things that you are talking about here. He'll just tell me training is quote-unquote good, but that's not the way we do things around here. Well, okay then. Hello, my name is Hassan Sorrells, and this is the My Boss Doesn't Care podcast. Gallup organization, you know, the one that calls you every year, asking about who you are going to cast your vote for, for president or vice president in the United States, has been measuring employee engagement since about 2001. And they report in their latest, which is as of 2017, state of the global workforce, the following statistic, quote, Worldwide employee engagement is only at 15%. Why is the global proportion of employees who are engaged in their work so low? There are many potential reasons, but resistance to change is a common underlying theme in Gallup's research and experience. In particular, organizations and institutions have often been slow to adapt to the rapid changes produced by the spread of information technology, the globalization of markets for products and labor, the rise of the gig economy, and younger workers' unique expectations. Business and political leaders must recognize when traditional patterns in management practices, education, or gender roles, for example, become roadblocks to workers' motivation and productivity, and when selectively disrupting tradition will help clear a path to greater prosperity and transformed cultures. So yes, your boss has never shown an interest in resolving disagreement. Yes, your boss has never shown an interest in attending a training or development opportunity. Or if your boss has, they've shown little interest in spending the political and organizational capital required to take the necessary risks and make the necessary changes to your workplace culture that you desperately seek as an employee. Yes, your boss is a person in authority and sets the tone in the workplace of my way or the highway. Yes, your boss is not a progressive thinker or doer in the workplace. Yes, your boss is the one where all the problems at work start. 
And if your boss would just change, everything would be better at work. Except, I just heard a story, anecdotal of course, of a person who just took over for a previous boss on a new team. And this individual found out that the boss before him had been so lauded by his employees that the employees had been stealing from the boss right underneath his nose. Now, of course, when the new boss came on, being a new person, the new boss heard about this and immediately began the process of fixing the team, the organization, and the behavior of the employees. First, by going to their house with policemen, and then by prosecuting them and sending them to jail. Of course, if your boss would just change, everything would be better at work, right? I just read a leadership fable where five members of an executive team can't get along. And one of them, after a two-day off-site training, went back to work and proceeded to do things exactly the same way that she had been doing. When called to the carpet about this after a subsequent off-site training, this individual threatened first to sue the organization if she were fired, said that changing was not up to her, was up to the organization, and then when the inevitable was, well, there, decided that she would rather take the stock options and three months severance package and leave because ultimately the work that she was doing was not about her. No, wait, it was about her. And if your boss would just change, everything would be better at work, right? Well, here's the thing. Thinking about those two examples, purely anecdotal, of course, you could try to strategically disrupt your boss, but too many of you listening to me right now are more concerned about your mortgage, your kid's education, your status at work, the importance of the work you think you are doing, or whatever the other myriad of reasons that you are going to come up with. These are the things that consume you, and they encourage you not to engage in strategic disruption. You could try to disrupt your boss, but you're afraid you will be fired, reprimanded, or here's the worst thing you're afraid of, not be promoted. Or here's even worse. If you do disrupt and the disruption works, you're afraid that the responsibility and accountability for what will happen next will fall on you. The consequences of failure. And of course, you already have enough tasks to accomplish at work. Plus, all organizational change starts at the top, right? You could try to disrupt your boss, but you are worried and anxious that the other employees looking at you won't back you up as you speak and act, probably for the first time in your cultural or organizational or employment life, with candor, clarity, and courage, the three C's. So, because they won't back you up, you're afraid you'll be out there by yourself, facing an angry boss, shifted office politics, and new disagreements that you didn't think could possibly happen, 
and don't feel as though you have the tools to correctly address. Right? The empathy that exists around acknowledging the presence of all of these very valid reasons for not acting and for making the statements that you make or that you think that I just listed above does not reduce or ameliorate or diminish the impact of the following three facts. Fact number one, the most important question that you have to face at work today is who's responsible for the culture? you or your boss. Only you could take responsibility and accountability for the culture you see and experience at work. Yes, it might not work out when you confront the other adult known as your boss about their lack of interest in changing the conflict culture of the workplace you're in. It might not work. But then again, it just might. Fact number two, only you can implement ideas and strategies to reduce the impact of conflicts in your workplace despite the politics of your coworkers, not because of the politics of your coworkers. Yeah, they may not act as allies. They might object or they might avoid or run away. But since when did a leader like yourself really need the help of others to start? And fact number three, only you and you alone can start the process of addressing honoring and respecting adults as actual adults rather than dealing with them in the way that the boss does who you robustly complain about to anyone who will listen as if they are children because the reality is work isn't school and neither you nor the other adults around you are children take the story if you want to think of one, of the largest employee-owned grocery store chain in the United States. Started by a guy named George Jenkins back in the 1930s with around 1300 bucks in his pocket. It's called Publix, and it is the fastest-growing retail grocer in the United States. Publix, for good or bad, wins awards all the time for having great company culture. They're an employee-owned organization. And I've never worked with Publix, and I'm not advocating for them one way or another. I'm just using them as a case study. Take a look at them on Glassdoor. Really read their reviews. Founded in 1930 with no layoffs. Not because their bosses care more than your bosses do, but because when an organization is employee-owned, that means my boss doesn't care is not an excuse. It's actually not even a reality. Because guess what? You're not just the employee, you're the boss too. If we want to have the kinds of cultures where resistance to change is reduced, where traditional patterns and management practices change. If we want to work in sides of cultures 
where gender roles can truly be explored confidently and healthily. If we want to work in a space where expectations of younger workers can be honored and in this rapidly shifting environment where we are moving around work from I'm here for 40 years to I'm here for almost only 40 minutes, then we have to do the hard work of beginning the process of acknowledging the three facts that I've just stated. We have to look at organizations like Publix or 37 Signals or any other example that I could bring up. Not as outliers, not as places where, my gosh, I wish I could work there. We, instead, we have to look at the attitude of those cultures and we have to then bring that back to our own workplace environment. My boss doesn't care is the beginning of, not a complaint, but I firmly believe the beginning of a possibility. Thank you for listening.